0: Hi, I'm Eric, and this is Listen to Sleep. Slow, quiet stories to help you fall asleep. We have finally got some rain coming up here at the cabin after what seems like an eternity of dryness. (laughs) And, uh, of course, that always ends fire season as well. And this year... That was more of a nail-biter than ever before. Just a quick reminder that the podcast release day is moving to Sundays from Saturdays. It'll be out on Sunday sometime during the day now, so it'll be ready for Sunday night when you go to bed and need to get rested up for the week ahead. The Patreon version will be coming out on Saturdays. And if you would like to get the Patreon version, that's available for supporting the podcast for just $1 a month. That $1 goes towards helping me make more episodes. And one day, hopefully, it'll be my retirement as a storyteller. It's a long haul kind of thing. I really appreciate all of you who have signed up for the Patreon. Thank you so much. If you'd like more information, you can go to patreon.com slash listen to sleep or you can find a link in the show notes. If you're enjoying the podcast and it's helping you sleep, it would be amazing if you could go and leave a review this week. Apple Podcasts is the easiest place to do that, and I'll put a link in the show notes to that as well. The great thing about having more reviews for the podcast is, well, really two things. First, it helps people find the podcast because it raises its profile in searches. Secondly, If I am begging for somebody I really want to do a guest episode, having more reviews definitely doesn't hurt. I hope you guys are enjoying the guest episodes. Last week's with Kyle from Little Wings was definitely one of my favorites. And I've asked some other favorite artists of mine to do some new ones, so you've got some other fun things to look forward to coming up in the coming months. Tonight, we're going to take a slow walk down to the beach before we start the story. During the fires last year I went out to the beach and recorded some of the waves crashing and I think it's a great way to relax. It always calms me down to go there. So let's just visualize what that was like together. Close your eyes take a deep breath Let it out. And just imagine that you're walking down a narrow path through the grass on a bluff above a beautiful Northern California beach. We get to the edge of the bluff and there's a small path that heads down a gentle hillside and ends at the beach. As we get to the beach, our feet feel the warm sand first. And as we walk down towards the ocean, we can see the rocks out in the surf and a boat about a half a mile out with two people fishing in it. As we walk along the edge of the beach and the sea, where the water gently laps up at our feet, we can see seagulls flying above. It's a warm, sunny day. So we take a blanket and lay it down on a spot on the beach. And just relax. Take a deep breath. Smell that sea air and let it out. Let's just lie right here for a minute and listen to the surf. Night story is a folk tale from Zimbabwe. The Magic Mirror. A long, long while ago, before ever the white men were seen in Sena, there lived a man called Gopani Kufa. One day, as he was out hunting, he came upon a strange sight. An enormous python had caught an antelope and coiled itself around it. The antelope, striking out in despair with its horns, had pinned the python's neck to a tree, and so deeply had its horns sunk in the soft wood that neither creature Could get away. Help, cried the antelope, for I was doing no harm, and yet I have been caught, and would have been eaten had I not defended myself. Help me, said the python, for I am Insato, king of all the reptiles, and will reward you well. Gopani Kufa. Considered for a moment. Then, stabbing the antelope with his asagai, he set the python free. I thank you, said the python. Come back here with the new moon, when I shall have eaten the antelope. And I will reward you, as I promised. Yes, said the dying antelope. He will reward you. And lo, your reward shall be your undoing. Gopani Kufa went back to his kraal, and with the new moon he returned again to the spot where he had saved the python. Insato was lying upon the ground, still sleepy from the effects of his huge meal. And when he saw the man, he thanked him again and said, Come with me now to Pita, which is my own country, and I will give you what you will of all my possessions. Kopani Kufa, at first, was afraid, thinking of what the antelope had said, but finally he consented and followed Insato into the forest. For several days they traveled, and at last they came to a hole in leading deep into the earth. It was not very wide, but large enough to admit a man. Hold on to my tail, said Insato, and I will go down first, drawing you after me. The man did so, and Insato entered. Down, down, down they went for days, all the while getting deeper and and deeper into the earth, until at last the darkness ended and they dropped into a beautiful country. Around them grew short green grass, on which browsed herds of cattle and sheep and goats. In the distance, Gopani Kufa saw a great collection of houses, all square Built of stone and very tall, and their roofs were shining with gold and burnished iron. Gopani Kufa turned to Insato, but found in the place of the python a man, strong and handsome, with the great snake's skin wrapped round him for covering, and on his arms and neck were rings of pure gold. The man smiled. I am in Sato, said he. But in my own country I take man's shape, even as you see me. For this is Pita, the land over which I am king. He then took Gopani Kufa by the hand, and led him towards the town. On the way, they passed rivers in which men and women were bathing and fishing and boating. And farther on, they came to gardens covered with heavy crops of rice and maize and many other grains which Gopani Kufa did not even know the name of. And as they passed, the people who were singing at work in their fields abandoned their labors. And saluted Insato with delight, bringing also palm wine and green coconuts for refreshment, as to one returned from a long journey. These are my children, said Insato, waving his hand towards the people. Gopani Kufa was much astonished at all that he saw, but he said nothing. Presently they came to the town. Everything here, too, was beautiful, and everything that a man might desire he could obtain. Even the grains of dust in the streets were of gold and silver. Insato conducted Gopani Kufa to the palace, and showing him his rooms and the maidens who would wait upon him, Told him that they would have a great feast that night, and on the morrow he might name his choice of the riches of Pita, and it should be given him. Then he was away. Now Gopani Kufa had a wasp called Zengi Mizi. Zengi Mizi was not an ordinary wasp for the spirit of the father of Gopani Kufa had entered it, so that it was exceedingly wise. In times of doubt, Gopani Kufa always consulted the wasp as to what had better be done. So on this occasion, he took it out of the little rush basket in which he carried it, saying, Zengi Mizi, What gift shall I ask of Insato tomorrow, when he would know the reward he shall bestow on me for saving his life? (sniffs) Hummed Zengimizi, ask him for Sipao, the mirror, and it flew back into its basket. Gopani Kufa was astonished at this answer. But knowing that the words of Zengi Mizi were true words, he determined to make the request. So that night they feasted, and on the morrow, Insato came to Gopani Kufa, and giving him greeting joyfully, he said, Now, O my friend, name your choice amongst my possessions, and you shall have it. O king! "'answered Gopani Kufa. "'Out of all your possessions, "'I will have the mirror, Sipao. "'The king started. "'O oh, friend, Gopani Kufa,' he said, "'ask anything but that. "'I did not think that you would request "'that which is most precious to me. "'Let me think it over again then, O oh king.' "'said Gopanikufa. "'And tomorrow I will let you know if I change my mind.' "'But the king was still much troubled, "'fearing the loss of Sipao, "'for the mirror had magic powers, "'so that he who owned it had but to ask, "'and his wish would be fulfilled. "'To it, Insato owed all that he possessed.' As soon as the king left him, Gopani Kufa again took Zengimizi out of the basket. Zengimizi, he said, the king seems loath to grant my request for the mirror. Is there not some other thing of equal value for which I might ask? And the wasp answered, There is nothing in the world, O Gopani Kufa which is of such value as this mirror, for it is a wishing mirror and accomplishes the desires of him who owns it. If the king hesitates, go to him the next day and the day after, and in the end he will bestow the mirror upon you, for you saved his life. And it was even so. For 3 days Gopani Kufa returned the same answer to the king and at last with tears in his eyes Insato gave him the mirror which was of polished iron saying take sipao then o gopani kufa and may thy wishes come true go back now to thine own country sipao We'll show you the way, Gopani Kufa was greatly rejoiced, and taking farewell of the king, said to the mirror, si Sipao, I wish to be back upon the earth again. Instantly, he found himself standing upon the upper earth, but not knowing the spot, he said again to the mirror, "Sipao." See, Pao, I want the path to my own crawl. And behold, right before him lay the path. When he arrived home, he found his wife and daughter mourning for him, for they thought that he had been eaten by lions. But he comforted them, saying that while following a wounded antelope, he had missed his way and had wandered for a long time, before he had found the path again. That night, he asked Zengimizi, in whom sat the spirit of his father, what he had better ask Sipao for next. Bzzz, said the wasp. Would you not like to be as great a chief as Insato? And Gopani Kufa smiled, and took the mirror, and said to it, Sipao, Pao, "'I want a town as great as that of Insato, "'the king of Pita, "'and I wish to be chief over it.' "'Then all along the banks of the Zambezi River, "'which flowed nearby, "'sprang up streets of stone buildings, "'and their roofs shone with gold and burnished iron, "'like those in Pita.' And in the streets men and women were walking, and young boys driving out the sheep and cattle to pasture. And from the river came shouts and laughter from the young men and maidens who had launched their canoes and were fishing. And when the people of the new town beheld Gopani Kufa, they rejoiced greatly and hailed him as chief. Gopani Kufa was now as powerful as Insato, the king of the reptiles, had been. And he and his family moved into the palace that stood high above the other buildings, right in the middle of town. His wife was too astonished at all these wonders to ask him any questions. But his daughter, Shasasa, kept begging him, to tell her how he had suddenly become so great. So at last he revealed the whole secret, and even entrusted Pao the Mirror to her care, saying, It will be safer with you, my daughter, for you dwell apart, whereas men come to consult me on affairs of the state, and the Mirror might be stolen. Then... Shasasa took the magic mirror and hid it beneath her pillow. And after that, for many years, Gopani Kufa ruled his people both well and wisely, so that all men loved him, and never once did he need to ask Pau to grant him a wish. Now it happened that after many years... When the hair of Gopani Kufa was turning gray with age, there came white men to that country. Up the Zambezi they came, and they fought long and fiercely with Gopani Kufa. But because of the power of the magic mirror, he beat them, and they fled to the seacoast. Chief among them was one Ray, a man of much cunning who sought to discover whence sprang Gopani Kufa's power. So one day he called to him a trusty servant named Butu, and said, Go you to the town and find out for me what is the secret of its greatness. And Butu, dressing himself in rags, set out, and when he came to Gopani Kufa's town, he asked for the chief and the people took him into the presence of Gopani Kufa. When the white man saw him, he humbled himself and said, O oh, chief, take pity on me, for I have no home. When Rei marched against you, I alone stood apart, for I knew that all the strength of the Zambezi lay in your hands, and because I would not fight against you, he turned me forth into the forest to starve. And Gopani Kufa believed the white man's story, and he took him in and feasted him and gave him a house. In this way the end came. For the heart of Shasasa, the daughter of Gopani Kufa, went forth to Butu the traitor, and from her he learnt the secret. Of the magic mirror. One night, when all the town slept, he felt beneath her pillow, and finding the mirror, he stole it, and fled back with it to Ray, the chief of the white men. So it befell that one day, as Gopani Kufa was gazing up at the river from a window of the palace he again saw the war canoes of the white men. And at the sight, his spirit misgave him. Shasasa, my daughter, he cried wildly. Go fetch me the mirror, for the white men are at hand. Woe is me, my father, she sobbed. The mirror is gone. For I loved Butu the traitor, and he has stolen sipao from me then gopani kufa calmed himself and drew out singimizi from his rush basket oh spirit of my father he said what now shall i do oh gopani kufa hummed the wasp there is nothing now that can be done for the words of the antelope, which you slew, are being fulfilled. Alas, I am an old man. I had forgotten, cried the chief. The words of the antelope were true words. My reward shall be my undoing. They are being fulfilled. Then the white man fell upon the people of Gopani Kufa and slew them, together with the chief and his daughter Shasasa. And since then, all the power of the earth has rested in the hands of the white men, for they have in their possession, Sipao, the magic mirror. Good night.